to episode 360 of Good Luck High Five. That's right. It's a magic podcast for you if you play magic. You know what? That's about the shape of it. That is about the shape of it. I'm one of your hosts, Maria. I'm another one of your hosts, Megan. And we've had a lot of exciting stuff happen in the magic sphere over the past week. Yes. The biggest one, for me at least personally, is that we are finally seeing some cards from Theros Beyond Death. I'm so excited. We are fans of Theros. We're so excited to be going back to the plane. And we cannot wait to talk to you this week about some of the sweet cards that we've already seen, the mechanics that we know that are headed our ways. Our ways. Our ways. Well, we're two people. We are two, two people. different ways. All right. Fair enough. <laughs> um, and some of like the sweet alt art and lands and everything Theros related. Yes. We're also going to watch the trailer with you. If you're watching the YouTube video of this, you get to see us watch the trailer along with you. And if you're listening to the podcast version, well, you get to listen to us experience the trailer. Yes. Which uh, and you can hear the trailer. You can hear it. In the, you'll be able to hear it in the you background. You can hear the spooky the music. spooky music, which I think will be really cool. And we're also going to be checking out the MMO trailer oh, yeah. for Magic Legends, which will be coming out who knows when, uh, but they released a cool cinematic trailer for that as well. So if you're into playing MMOs magic themed, uh, we're going to take a look at that and kind of give you our impressions of that as well. Yeah, with some news coming out of Grand Prix Oklahoma City this past weekend, we'll also talk a little bit about the paper magic future. Yeah, like what is what is happening? What's happening over there? And what's how is that related to arena and digital <laughs> and competitive and casual and all these things moving forward in yes. magic that are huge big big questions that we'll be exploring a lot in the coming year 2020, which yeah. is really weird to think about that it's going to be 2020 pretty soon. Yes. Like, whoa. Wow. That seems it's time for the Roaring Twenties 2.0. I'm very excited for all of our I want the I want the headbands. I want to get a bob with bangs and then wear one of those headbands, oh, you know, yeah. that goes like down and across. Absolutely. With like a feather in the yes, back. Yes, with a feather in the back. The flapper dresses are going to be out of this world. Yes. The speakeasies are going to be lit. Yes. <laughs> Prohibition will be happening. Speak you will be arrested. Easy's 2020. <laughs> I'm excited to do the Charleston again. Oh, wow. So am I. Great I'm dance. really excited to listen to all of like the all of the jazzy music. Oh, yeah. I'm excited for men to be wearing pinstripe suits. Yeah. And looking generally fly. You know what? <laughs> I'm really excited for medical science to de-advance on here. <laughs> I'm really excited to get a job as a lady painting glow-in-the-dark watches and then just like dying because that's oh. ra- that's like radioactive. Did you read that book? I what? How did I know about that? I, I heard it uh, on a pro a radio. It's program. like a commonly talked about story because yeah. it's so horrific and it led to tons of like all of OSHA. Basically relates back to those women. Wow. Like the original lawsuits that some of those women filed. Um, There's a book called Radium Girls, uh, The Dark History of America's Shining Women, I think is the subtitle. I highly recommend it. I read it two years ago, I think, when it came out. And it is, it's an outstanding read. Yeah. Um, And it talks all about the first watch factory where they were painting. And then even for years while they knew that it was a problem, they opened new ones. They hired more people. Unbelievable. And it is truly unbelievable. I think I heard it on Radio Lab or This American Life or something. But yeah, just an incredible story if you haven't heard it before. Anyway. Yeah. Also, (laughs) also horrific. You will hear... Literally multiple stories about people's bones falling apart. Yeah. Yeah. That will happen to you. That will happen to you. (laughs) It happens once and you're like, this is horrific. You got your point across. And then they're like, by by the way, by the way, it happened hundreds of times. What about bones falling off? Cool. (laughs) Cool. 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 Anyways. Unfortunately, we're not a radium podcast, nor are we a time podcast. It's just wild. Sorry. It is. Now that we started talking about it, they didn't know for years because radium like deposits itself in your bones. Yeah. And then it can just be latent there working its mutant ways. Kind of like how magic is latently working its ways (laughs) in our lives, even when we're not playing. Really good job trying to bring it back. (laughs) Never has a segue been forced so hard down someone's throat, except anyway. for the Segway murder of 1993, wherein one of the people who invented Segways tried to murder his friend by shoving a Segway down his mouth. Wow. Anyway, ah, I've really gotten off the, the track here. The thing is, is that a Segway, you could, like, a, as originally made and produced, it could have murdered the man just by making him fall off of it. I mean, he did die. The inventor of the Segway did die from falling off a Segway. He did? Yes! I did not know that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So many things we learned We've on this really, show. 
you know? We really learned a lot. <laughs> Before we get into the actual meat and potatoes of the show, we have uh, some people to thank. And it is the end of the year, so giving is on people's minds. And we're going to talk about Patreon. And uh, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash GLHF Magic is a link to go to if you want to become a supporter of the show before the year ends, which we highly encourage. We have a challenge going now. If we get yes. 15 new patrons, which is honestly a very, very small number uh, based on the number of people who actually listen to the show. So please help us out. If we get to that number, I will dress as Santa Claus for our uh, Crimbies episode, which is yes. where we give out awards uh, to magic cards for the end of the year. It's, you know, I'm very excited. I really want to see Maria wear a full on Santa yep. costume. Yep. Yep. Um, so please consider becoming a patron. You also make this show happen and you get access to some sweet rewards. Um, and yeah, you would do things like help us get this beautiful new soundboard. Oh, it's so great. Which is going to allow us to play the trailer Thank and you. let you hear it while that's, we're doing it. That's some applause for you for helping us get the soundboard. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> what was I going to say? Uh, oh, yeah. We have, we have two new ones since the last yeah. episode. So now we only need 13 more new 13 patrons. 13 more patrons. Yeah. And you can join for any dollar amount. Honestly, it can be a buck, a buck a month, which is, you know, not a lot to ask. Or you yeah. can become a squirrel level for five bucks, which is $1.25 a week. That's pretty good deal. Nothing. Pretty good deal, I think. So, so, so yeah. Consider it. We also want to say thank you to Card Kingdom for being our amazing sponsor. You can have it over yeah. their website, cardkingdom.com slash GLHF. Use our affiliate link when you buy anything there. Last minute shoppers, hello. They'll yes. get it to you in time. Also, I am wearing one of their new Check this things, out. products for the holiday season. It is a beautiful like Letterman hoodie. It's so cool. It is so comfortable. It really is. It's it's like we were talking earlier. We're like it's like cushy, but it's like flexible. Yeah, I don't know how to it's describe great. it. It's, and I feel very cool. It's all the good things about a Letterman jacket, and none of the and bad none things. None of the bad things, which is where like the stiff arms. How did they invent that? Or having to participate in football. <laughs> but look, they've done it. <laughs> they've really done it. It's amazing. The hood is detachable. Yes, it's available for fifty-five bucks on their website. I love it. It looks great. It's comfy and everything. She said. It's a. It's. I'm I'm into it. For all, and it's very nice in our office, the temperature which of which cold. fluctuates <laughs> wildly in the winter season. Accurate. <laughs> so yeah, this is a great gift. Somebody who has everything in magic, they don't have this. No, they don't. They also don't have Lumeria, which is their new draft product, yeah. which is really cool, a complete draft experience. It's like a new magic set for you and your friends yeah. to play. So those are two gifts that like that your magic friend certainly doesn't have that you could get them from Card Kingdom. Yes. All right, everybody, we're here to talk about Theros Beyond Death. That's right. I'm spooked. It is super spooky. It is very spooky. So uh, we're going to watch the trailer and see yeah. just how spooky it is. If you've never been to Theros, it's been a few yeah. years, but honestly not that long mm -hmm. of a plane. It's based around Greek mythology. Um, and last time we were there, Elspeth, one of the beloved planeswalkers, mm -hmm. tried to kill Heliod, one of the go gods. No. No, wait. Heliod tasked her That's with right. killing Xenagos, who had been a planeswalker who became a god on Theros. Yeah. And they're like, we're not into that. Also, he was pee bad. He was, he was a party he boy. Was, he really was a party boy. Um, and so Heliod was like, Elspeth, go kill Xenagos. And she did. And then Heliod was like, I don't want you getting any bright ideas. So he took the special sword he had given her to kill Xenagos and killed her. Elspeth dead. Elspeth she died. was dead. She went to Underworld. Yes. She died big time. There's lots of cool gods on Theros um, and Elspeth living in the Underworld. So now Theros Beyond yes. Death is like Elspeth escape. Yes. She come out Heliod of Underworld. Heliod was uh, the god of the sun. Yep. Which is important because she she now the nemesis of the sun. Yeah. Yeah. So that's your quick Theros catch up yes. backstory. <laughs> to us now we're gonna watch the trailer for theros beyond death which was premiered at the game awards yeah. uh, for magic and let's take a look <laughs> and a I'm listen so, i'm so excited oh okay so it starts <laughs> off with this guy in a gold mask which is the the mask that people from the underworld wear when they yes. come back up to the overworld I, world. I don't know exactly how the mask situation works or are they are these the masks like masks placed on them to go to the underworld. Yeah, some, they involve the underworld. And here yes. we see Elspeth taking off her beautiful golden mask. Yeah. Oh, man. And oh, they're like, so like cool. the other people walking along with her seem kind of like they're like... Zombies? Yeah. 
not like quite zombies maybe, but yeah, they're definitely like not themselves. And they're walking through like this transparent plane. And she sees what appears to be a small version of herself looking at this transparent pane, wanting to pass through it. Yeah. And uh, the the spooky thing is like, as they're passing through, you can kind of see on the other side of it. Do you notice they get all like stooped and hunched on the other side? Oh, really? Yeah. So it's like, whatever happens on the other side, (laughs) it knocks. Sorry, I'm just screaming. She just looked at her younger self, who is a really creepy zombie face. And there's Ashiok, who is apparently controlling this nightmare. Yes. And then she's pulled, like, she's pulled through the ground into underwater. Oh, no, it's so scary. Oh, it's just so cool. Because you see, like, all of these underwater zombies are pulling her under. Um, and you kind of see Ashiok on the ground above, oh, where Ashiok. she was standing looking down at her. Oh, Ashiok's so creepy! Ashiok is so spooky. She's drowning! Yeah. These zombies are pulling her down, and she sees her younger self still zombified Z- up there with Ashiok. She she look, she look real dead. Yep, she, she looks, looks real very dead. dead. Oh, man. I've got to say this music it. is almost Harry Potter. <laughs> 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 it is literally one note off, I think. From wow. being, doo, 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 doo. I think it's one note off. Anyway, there Amazing. you go. Um, and so the tagline, escape your fate. Oops. Wow. Okay, so she's going to yeah. try and escape that fate of being pulled down to the underworld. I mean, I feel like we get that she does, right? Because she's yeah. just a regular planeswalker. She's just normal now. And yeah. she's not she's not Orzov, end, as yeah. I had thought. At the very end, you see her sparking night. Like, Turn not her, but her like something re-spark? about her. Yeah, her magic pulls her out of there oh cool it's so cool that kid is so creepy i love everything about this trailer like i love how generally spooky it is yeah one um yeah when she like touches like she's like no get away from that and the kid turns around and it's It's like like, nightmare face (laughs) yeah nightmare face and ashiak too is so creepy in this just standing up there like what i've made your nightmare what are you gonna do about it you know which is something I felt playing that arena, a special arena event that they released alongside this trailer where you could play an Elspeth deck or an Ashiok deck against each other with some power and some new cards from Theros. It felt like a battle between the two of them. Yeah. Which was really, really neat. That's so wild. So I wonder if Ashiok is like, I wonder if they're invested in people being in the underworld. Right? Because like, right. Why, why does why Ashiok does care? care? Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Why do they care about Elspeth staying there? unknown unless they like need people to be in the underworld to work nightmares on them or maybe working with heliod or something yeah i don't know Ooh, ashiok and heliod don't seem like they would be buddies no they don't ashiok seems like somebody who has their own agenda yes and that agenda is nightmares But what better job title can you have oh. than Nightmare Weaver? Yes. <laughs> Honestly. Because, oh, like, one of my favorite, like, images from this is still when, like, when Elspeth gets, like, the hand comes up from the ground and pulls her under. Yeah. Uh, and then you see Ashiok up on the ground where they were, like, a, like a, standing where Elspeth was as Elspeth gets, like, pulled under. Ooh. Oh, it's so cool. Can I say one thing that I also noticed from this trailer yeah. is the representation of Elspeth. Um, she doesn't look like a Barbie doll. I'm no. just going to put that out there. She looks like a real human person. Yes, and I've noticed does. it in the trailer and her, her little avatar on Arena and on her card. Yeah. Um, <gasps> I can't wait to have an Elspeth avatar on, uh, on Arena. Oh, yeah. I haven't thought about that. That's one that I would actually, like, I would spend money on that one. You are an Elspeth fan? Yeah, I love Elspeth. But Elspeth's model white. It doesn't matter. Elspeth she doesn't was, draw cards. But... But Elspeth's six mana card from Theros originally was that was a control. Yeah, like that was a control finisher. Yeah, it was. That was a that was a key card in one of my favorite decks. Well, since we're talking about her, let's talk about this card. Yes, which previews one of the new mechanics in Theros Beyond Death, which is escape. Yeah. Okay, so Elspeth, uh, new planeswalker. Um, A lot of people. I don't know if they're super excited by it. I think it's fine. Yeah, I agree. <clears throat> like the card itself is, is it played, kind of underwhelming. I think the real key will be is if you want a player, you know, in a mono white deck because of devotion returning all these kind of things, spoiler alert, but whatever, it's really going to depend on how many two ones for one we have. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at least one. We just need at least one. Okay. Yeah. Um, because of her abilities. So Elspeth's son's nemesis 
Nice. Favorite favorite title for a planeswalker. Oh, yeah. Besides maybe Nightmare Weaver, which is a very good one. Two white white uh, for five loyalty, and it only has minuses. Yeah. Which is some new design space we're seeing. It's really cool. Minus one, up to two target creatures you control each get plus two, plus one until end of turn. Minus two, create two one one white human soldier creature tokens. Minus three, you gain five life. And then she has escape four white white. Exile four other cards from your graveyard. You may cast this card from your graveyard for its escape cost. Yeah, so this is um, this is really cool. Uh, yeah, like you can just play this Planeswalker again and again. Again and again. There's no limit here. Um, so either you can pay the six mana or you can pay the escape cost. Yeah. Depending on... Or the four... You pay four for it from your hand. And then if it's... Yeah. If it's in your graveyard, you can pay the escape cost. Yeah. For, for excuse me yeah for six so here's a few things you need creatures to make this good tiny creatures because otherwise yeah. what are you doing with that minus one ability yeah nothing the minus two is fine that is the normal cost you would pay for two one ones yeah would be four mana um what well you know like um what, what card am i thinking of i literally have no idea like you yeah there are cards that are cheaper than that for two one ones yeah. i'm at instant like speed. raise the alarm raise the alarm that's what i'm thinking of but what is the ah I'm thinking of the, oh, I know what I'm thinking of. Oak Home Ranger from this current set, oh. which you can either pay four mana to have the creature and then taps to pump your team, or for the adventure cost, you can pay four mana and you get two one ones and then oh, take it off adventure right. and put it into play. Yeah. That's what it reminds me of there. Minus three, I don't know why that's there. Uh, <laughs> but well, yeah, you need to have cheap creatures. Otherwise, this is not. Yeah. Gonna be good. We're looking at the alternate art for this also, which is like Elspeth as a beautiful statue. Uh yeah, this is like the same style of alternate yeah. art that we saw on Theros the first time around with what was it? What were they called? It wasn't inventions. It was, no, no, no. It was just on a certain kind of card. Remember? No. It was this style. What? What was the weird Theros mechanic back then? Back in the original day. Okay. There was devotion. Yep. There was bestow. Oh, bestow. I loved bestow. I know. We are sad that we don't get bestow yeah. again. Bestow was amazing. I'm thinking of something. There was some card type. What are we talking about? That had this kind of art treatment. There is? Okay. We're going to look it up right now. Because <laughs> it's bothering me I what mean, it was. Same now. Fun story about bestow. Uh um, when we were back and when we were Magic the Amateuring, we did invent Bestow before it was created. That's true. We had a different name for that mechanic, however. It was called the Beast with Two Backs. Yeah. <laughs> but Bestow was like, you know, you could uh, play a creature as an enchantment or an aura on another creature and get a bonus. Oh, it was great. I don't know if they were just like an extra thing that you could have out on the battlefield, though. You know what I mean? Not necessarily just like a card. I'm losing my mind. I know it existed, I but I can't remember. I have literally zero clue what you're talking about. Why it was there, what it was. I, okay. Maybe it'll I'm come just, to me. I'm so confused. Maybe it'll come to me. It was, it could have been an additional pr product. <laughs> Maybe it was from Journey to Nyx. I don't know. Anyway. I'm so confused. We'll figure it out. Okay. And if we don't, someone online will knows what I'm talking about. Do they? Or are you crazy? No, they do. Or Born of the Gods. Let's just search everything. Okay. Just search all of them. Because it was in one of them. <laughs> I mean, so you say. <laughs> so you say. I'm also, I can text somebody too, and then we can continue on with the okay, show. Okay, yeah, like text someone, okay. see what they say. I don't know how to even oh, ask this question. You remember a crow and horse? How could I forget a crow and horse? Crow and horse was a great card from original Theros. Four mana, 0-4 defender. When it enters the battlefield, an opponent gains control of it. At the beginning of your upkeep, each opponent puts a 1-1 white soldier creature token onto the battlefield. Great. So, right, like, you give it somebody. to them, and then you get soldiers. So, talk about Ashiok while I compose this text message. Okay, <laughs> sure. Because Ashiok is awesome, and oh, I think it's going to be a house. Ashiok is so cool. Uh, Ashiok Nightmare Muse. Um, three blue, black. Uh, for five loyalty, create a 2-3 blue and black nightmare creature token with whenever this creature attacks or blocks, each opponent exiles the top two cards of their library. 
Minus three, return target non-land permanent to its owner's hand. Then that player exiles a card from their hand. And minus seven, you may cast up to three face-up cards from your, oppo your opponent's own from exile without paying their mana costs. What Sick. I don't understand is, do the nightmare creatures exile those cards face-up? Uh, yes. They must. Yeah. Yeah. They do. Okay. Because it, yeah, exile always means face up unless it specifically says face down. Yeah. Okay. And I played with Ashiok in the arena event and I and could exiles see them. them. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so cool. And this, like, oh. This... Talk about a plus one. This is an excellent plus yes. one. Make a two, three. You know, Planeswalkers being able to protect themselves is great. Yeah. Elspeth does it by ticking down to make the two one ones. Ashiok does it by ticking up to make a two three. That also yeah. is another ability. Very cool. Are you kidding me? Very cool. Really also, good. Also, like, look at... Look at the creepy skulls that are under their hands. I know. It's really, really neat. Like, it's like skulls with nightmares coming out of their heads already. Sick. Oh, man. I remember, remember Ashiok's spooky fingers? <laughs> yeah, I do. With the long fingernails. Yeah, Ashiok has the longest fingernails in the game. <laughs> I think that's just canon. Yeah, it's just, just canon. Who has the longest fingernails? Ashiok. Ashiok. Do you know what I never realized? Is that, like, I guess in my mind, I always thought... That they had, like, we saw them from, like, nose down, essentially. That there was a hat. Exactly. I always mm -hmm. thought that the smoke just covered the top of their head and that they no, had a top of a they head. They don't have a top of a head. They don't. Their head is a U-shape. Their head is like a, a V with horns coming out of it. <laughs> yes. And then the smoke billows in that yeah. space. Yeah. Which is spookier than I thought. It is so spooky. It's really spooky. If you only have part of a face and the rest of it is just, like, horns... That's spooky. Horns and smoke? You might be an Ashiok. You might be an Ashiok. Yeah, I think this card has constructed implications for sure. I mean, no matter what, it is sweet. It's really cool. Playing with it was awesome. Yeah. Playing with Elspeth was likewise awesome. As long as you had some kind of a board presence, it was very difficult for the opponent to deal with, right? Yeah. Plus two plus one is kind of no joke if you yeah. have a two one or whatever. Oh, um, yeah, four threes. So two new planeswalkers, which... Um, are just excellent. Ugh. Okay, yeah. should we talk about the other mechanics? Yeah. Okay, so we've we've mentioned escape, which yeah. Elspeth has, which is very flavorful. I love it. Yeah, we also saw this common with it from the article about the mechanics. Underworld Rage Hound, <laughs> which is this little Cerberus. That's me in the morning. Mad puppy. <laughs> one in a red for a 3-1. Uh, Underworld Ragehound attacks each combat if able. Escape three in a red. Exile three other cards from your graveyard. Underworld Ragehound escapes with a plus one, oh, plus one counter on it. Become four two. It become a four two. That's Escape pretty cool. It's great too because we talk about ways to like make cards relevant early and late. Yeah. And this is another way to do it. Yeah. If you can cast it from the graveyard. Pretty cool. And I love that we get to see like in some cases maybe it will have like in this instance another counter on it. Yeah. Oh, Yeah. Um, apparently, there are instances in sorceries with escape. Oh, yeah. that's cool. Yeah. Um, awesome. There's devotion, which is coming back. Welcome back, devotion. We love devotion. So devotion to a color is uh, equal to the number of mana symbols that color has in its casting cost. Yeah. Uh, among permanents you control. Yeah. So that's how you calculate your devotion. Uh, it was a super popular mechanic in standard. Mono blue devotion was a really popular deck that you played. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's just it's just really neat because it's a way that kind of forces you to really think about deck building and limited too. Yeah. Um, you know, like what do how many sources do I need of a certain color to put into my deck? Is it worth it to go monocolored, which is something we've been asking ourselves this yeah. past set as well, which will play very neatly into Theros. Yeah. So here we have Daxos, Blessed by the Sun. Uh, white, white for two and two star. Wild. Um, and the, the toughness is equal to your devotion to white. That's really cool. So it's at least a two, two. And it could be, you know, depending, two, three, two, four, two, five. And Pretty it's cool. kind of a little life gain house, yeah. too. Whenever another creature you control enters the battlefield or dies, you gain one life. Nice. Very cool. Also, interestingly, Daxos is blessed by the sun. I think he and Elspeth were, like, friends or, like, more Ooh. than friends. Oh, really? Yes, I think so. And not anymore, question mark? It kind of seems like maybe not. I mean, can you make a relationship work if you are a nemesis of the sun and your boyfriend is blessed by the sun? I don't think so. I don't think so. <laughs> that doesn't sound like there's long-term <laughs> potential in that one. Also, Daxos is creature type demigod. Ladies, if you're the nemesis of the sun <laughs> and your boyfriend is blessed by the 
son. That is a deal breaker. Deal breaker. Next caller. <laughs> yeah. Even if he's a demigod, you yeah. deserve a real god, <laughs> but not one that tried to kill you. But not you. the one that tried to kill you. Um, then there's one like we have a, this sorcery. I'm uh, sorry. Can I just talk about the name of this? Yes. Clothy. Clothy. Clothy's design. Yeah. If I'm a god and my name is Clothy, I'm quit. You think that there's another? Uh, yeah, it says God of Destiny, which is a great title. Yes, God of Destiny, great title. Clothy, stupid name. Wow, <laughs> you better watch out. Of all the gods, you don't want to curse you. I think God of Destiny <laughs> is top of the list. You're right. You're right. But come on, it just uh, it sounds like it should be like a goblin that does your laundry. <laughs> you're not wrong. Clothy, will you wash this on cold this time? Yeah, on Cl- cold. Clothy is like a hundred percent like the name of a house, like a minor yes. house elf character in the <laughs> Harry is. Potter series. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, five and a green creatures you control get plus X plus X until end of turn, where X is your devotion to green. Okay. Yeah. No trample, but uh, could be pretty backbreaking. Yeah. Pretty cool. Um, Constellation. I loved this in Journey into Nyx. It was really cool. It was so cool. Um, oh, they were like the, they were the ones that like, I made so many decks where it was just the ones that like gain and drain when Constellation yeah, triggers. Yeah, that was an awesome it deck. It was like a little one for, it was so good. So Constellation has an effect uh, whenever an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, something yes, happens. you get some kind of bonus. Um, so Satessan Champion Two and a green for a one three constellation. Whenever an, op- an enchantment enters the battlefield under your control, put a plus one plus one counter what? on Satessan Champion and draw a card. Wow. Dang. I love it. Kids. That's a great card. Yeah. And oh. you know I love enchantments. Hello, I'm a and boggles you know player. I love drawing cards. Oh, look at a card all, everyone can love. Exactly. <laughs> uh, pretty. That is really cool. And like, right, this. It doesn't just have to have like enchantments put on it because we're on Theros. Yeah. There are creatures that are enchantments. enchantments. Enchantment creatures. Like Daxos is a legendary enchantment creature. Wow. Demigod. Sweet. Nice. Um, And there are also Saga enchantments. Yay, Saga! I'm so excited for the return of Sagas. I love Sagas. The greatest development, I think, in card design uh, in the last few years, for sure. Yes. They're so... Cool. Thankful to R- Richard Garfield for coming back for Dominaria yeah. and having the idea for these. Yeah. So uh, the one that we see is the Acroan War. Three in a red as the saga enters and after your draw step add a lore counter, sacrifice after three. So you're reading a little book with three chapters. Yeah. The first chapter in this one says gain control of target creature for as long as the Acroan War remains on the battlefield. Okay. Two, until your next turn, creatures your opponents control attack each combat if able. And three, each tapped creature deals damage to itself equal to its power. <laughs> this so is you a fun steal it, then you can attack with it, and the next turn they get it back, but it, it, just, it just dies. It just dies. I love it because it's basically like, all right, I've got it, and then making your opponent attack you so all of their creatures can't block, and then you're yes. like, smash. Yes. Great. Oh, yeah. Also, there's... Like, their creatures must attack. Yeah. And then this goes to the graveyard, and it's just like, well, destroy all their things because yep. they had to attack. The Akron War. Wow, this is flavor in a bottle. Yes. That's awesome. I love it. Just like hot sauce. Excellent design for Akron War. I yeah. love it. And, like, I love that sagas are just, like, Theros is the right place. It is. Right? Dominaria, we saw sagas because we were talking about magic's lore and the whole yep. p- the hi- history of magic. Um, and how do we tell... A story about a plane that's been around since literally the very beginning. Yep. And Theros seems like it's its own history that it's telling now. It's like, oh, there's this is a plane that has had so much happen on it. Um, Gids was from here originally. Yeah. Gideon. Maybe he's somewhere Welcome in that home. underworld hanging out with his buddies. Oh. Having a nice old time. Yeah. Um, man, I... I love it. I'm so excited. I just read Circe by Madeline Miller, so I'm like ready for some. <laughs> also, if you're looking for a great book to read, highly recommend it. Excellent. Very good. I want to talk about a card that I am personally excited for that's yeah. been previewed. Oh, we all know it. <laughs> I tweeted about it. Uh-huh. Staggering insight. It is uh, white and a blue for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature gets plus one, plus one, and has lifelink. And whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. Classic Maria. I love it. It's a little curious obsession. It's a little daybreak coronet. It's a little awesome. <laughs> this has um, Parasophia, who I believe was on Curse of, Curse of Swine. Oh, yes. Yes, she was. Yeah. 
she's like this she's the Circe of Theros. Cool. Um, which is pretty cool. I love it. Yeah. Um, we see some enchantment creatures, like enchantment creature Centaur Scout on Nyxborn Courser, which is one white white for just a two four. So there's still enchantment creatures that just like are en- enchantment just happen creatures. to be enchantments. Yeah. Um <laughs> And there's no heroic in this set, which was uh, on the original Theros. Yeah. But there are kind of cards that give a nod to that uh, in, a, in a different kind of way. Like a, this one was in the event on Arena. Hero of the Winds, which is three and a white for a 1-4 flyer. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Hero of the Winds, creatures you control get plus one, plus oh until end of turn. So oh, that's cute. It's like, similar. hey, remember heroic? Yeah, exactly. Here's like a little, here's a little taste of it. We have Idol on a Philosophy. I love this design. Oh, blue for a one, two, six and a blue. Sacrifice Idol on a Philosophy. Draw three cards. Yeah, great. Nice. Excellent. Perfect. Put in your blue deck. Amazing. I really like this I card will. up here to um, an Inevitable End for two and a black. It mm-hmm. kind of reminds me of Stab Wound in a way, which was from Return to Ravnica, uh, which is an aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature has, at the beginning of your upkeep, sacrifice a creature. Oh, I like it. <laughs> So it's like if you have others, it could be like yeah. Do you? But you're but gonna what, have to, which but which, which one? one? Yeah. Oh, I like it. I think that's kind of neat. How many more will die before you accept your fate? Your inevitable end. Erebos, god of the dead. Oh, I thought you were just making that up. No, <laughs> it says the flavor, flavor text. Ah, that's funny. Oh, that reminds me of one of my favorite flavor text games I haven't played in a while, which is where I make up flavor texts and oh, then you have yeah. to guess which ones are real. That's a great one. We'll have to play that one okay. soon. So how do you feel? We're talking about preview cards. How do you feel about these uh, lands? Yeah, they look like, I think I would call them like Nyx lands, right? Because yeah, they kind of have like the lands. star, they're in like set in the star field of Nyx. Yeah, so this these are the lands that just have the mana symbol on them only, yes. no art of a landscape. Yes, but they are very, it's like they're very artistic in their own way. Yes, they are. Um, Nyx is the like where the gods live and it's like a constellation place of enchantments and beautiful sparkly things. I always wondered if they were going to do this, if they were going to put out lands that were just mana symbols on the I, lands. And these are honestly... I really love it. I think they look super cool. I think they'll look very, very pretty in person. Yes, exactly. Like once you're sitting with them in front of you, you're going to be like, oh, those are great. Those are excellent. And I love that it nods to the fact that we have been on a lot of, right? Like the landscape ones are very cool. And I love that we do get to see some landscapes of Theros still. Yes, they're still happening. Um, But the fact that these nod to the fact that not everything in magic is like concrete and in the real world. There are like, there's the blind eternity, like the blind eternity yes. set that I hope to go to one day. Mark Rosewater. There are wonderfully fantastic things. Um, and yeah, I so saw, I like that. about. Yeah. These. I think people I are, think they look really cool. Super split 50, 50 on these, but I think they're really neat. Um, I'm, I'm in for it. Let's mm-hmm. push those boundaries. Absolutely. Um, why exactly. not? And if they're not for you, like, Hey, cool. That's fine. They're not for you. Something I do wish is that they did not have a border. That is my only. I agree. That is my only criticism. Oh, they would have been really cool without a border. Yeah, I'm. I really don't like borders in Magic, and um, yeah. especially on lands. And it's, but like once you start looking at like the borderless cards, it's just like, yeah, why? Why is there a border? Like the new. Why are we fencing them in? Why are we fencing these arts in? Let them run free. They need to roam. I. That's why my lands that I use for draft and any standard decks, if I put them together in paper, are the ones that are borderless. Do you know that, like, I want to ride to the place where the West commences, <laughs> gaze at the moon until I lose my senses. Absolutely not. Can't <laughs> look at borders and I can't stand fences. Don't, Don't fence me in. in. Okay, then yeah, you now know I know it, right? that. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess I only know those three lyrics. I didn't know. I'm, I, I was like, I, I don't know how pop, like... In my mind, I was like, I don't know how canon this song is. Is it a real thing? Oh, yeah. Apparently it is. Yeah, for sure. Okay, anyways. <laughs> don't <laughs> don't fence those arts in. Uh, I'm, yeah, I'm so excited for this set. And as we mentioned, um, there are some, there are landscape lands. Yep. They're not going to be in boosters, but they are going to be in some of the other supplemental product stuff. Okay. Um, you, they say you can find these lands in the bundle and planeswalker decks. These are from Sam Burley and they depict uh, the above and below of Theros. Yes. So like with this beautiful Island, you see, you know, Theros somewhere above and then you can see the underworld. With and this chains. is what I was saying is like the giant chains. And I don't know. It's like, is that like 
anchoring it to like the world above or what? I don't know. Why, or is it just symbolic of like you you're, can't you leave can't, here? You can't escape. Like you're, you're yeah, you're trapped. You can't escape. It's real. I do really love that we got these underworld landscapes because yeah. they look super cool. Super hyped. Uh, the pre-release for Theros coming up the weekend of the 17th and 18th in January. Oh, yeah. So put that on your calendars. Um, just just couldn't be more hyped to, to hit that store and, and throw down with Theros Same. for the first time, honestly. Super cool. I mean, not the first time, but, you know. For the, n- the first next the time. The first next time. <laughs> Before we start our next tiny section, I want to say that we did figure out what I was thinking about yes. beforehand. And it was these weird challenge cards that came as part of pre-release or game day weekend or something. Something like that for Theros. Yes. They were called the Hero's Path. And they did have a similar art style. And that's, I guess, what they have kind of drawn from for making these new alt art cards in Theros. Yes. And they were like special challenges or bonuses that you could get when playing the game and you opened them. Yeah. There was like the Philosopher 2 tap, tap target creature. Yeah. That was something. Or you start the game with an additional seven life. That was the yeah. Slayer. I don't rem- like. I don't even remember. Was it like game day? Like a weird game a day weird event that you could go and play? Thing. Yeah. But these are carved like tableaus. Which and are I very cool. Remember, you could have your avatar on Magic Online. Be oh, these. be with these. That's right. Yeah. So that's another reason I remember right. them. Anyway. Wild. Just completely irrelevant. Nice but I work, had to though. know <laughs> what they you were. You figured it out. <laughs> well, to be fair, our friend and Twitter figured it out. <laughs> yes. Okay. Fair enough. I did not. Uh, yeah. But what we're gonna do now is we're gonna take a look at the Magic Legends. MMO official cinematic teaser trailer along with all of you. All right. So if you're a fan of massively multiplayer online games, well, get ready. A magic one is coming at some point, question mark. Let's take a listen or a look. Okay. So there's like these characters. I don't know who they are. Yeah. I don't know who this is. This guy's got like purple eyes surrounded by spears. I'm even trying to think of, like, what plane does this look like? Here's a This werewolf. looks like Innistrad. That's Innistrad for sure. Although that person's dressed in, like, that that outfit. Like, this looks... This is Ixalan. Yeah, there's dinosaurs. Right. That was Ixalan. This is Chandra. Is that, that, like, young Chandra? Or... I don't know. It could be another fire mage. Yeah. Somebody fighting a spider with light. Yeah, that was two, two kids fighting. Ooh, that's Ral. Is it? Or is it Jace? I think it's Ral, and there's a bunch of goblins attacking Ral. Oh. Oh, yeah. I think you're right. Okay. So it definitely seems like planeswalking is going to be a thing here. Yes. And yeah, it, it definitely looks like the promise is that you can go to a bunch of different a planes. A bunch of different planes. Because we saw a bunch of them. Yeah, and ending with a really cool, like, stained glass mosaic yes. with all the magic colors. All right. So how do you feel about that, Megan? You know, MMO's not my jam. Yeah. I'm happy for people who want to play it. Yeah, exactly. It looks cool. It looks cool. I used to play some back in high school, so I'm going to tr- give it a whirl. I signed up for the closed beta, and I'll just check it out, you know, for science. Yeah. Maybe I'll end up liking it. For science. I know a bunch of Magic players were tweeting out that they were super excited, like Huey was like, yeah. get me in. I'm playing this. Awesome. Which, when you think about it, it makes so much sense that this exists. Like, do I think that they should have put all these... I don't know if they put a lot of resources into this or just sold their intellectual property to this company but like not not really but whatever if they just sold it and they'd like you make it i guess why not yeah um they've certainly got a lot of history and lore and whatever to draw upon yes for making this game which is yeah it's it's hopefully going to be super cool and i will say while i wouldn't well, I don't anticipate myself playing this a bunch. I would absolutely watch people that I knew stream it. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, I would watch that all day. That seems cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, why not, I guess, give somebody an, another way to enjoy the uh, the lore and history and characters of Magic. Yeah. Playing an MMO. We don't know when it'll be released. No. Or anything really about the gameplay, just like hints that we see in that cinematic trailer. Yeah. But there you go. There's a little taste. And uh, Marie and Megan watching a trailer with you again. Yeah. <laughs> Now we're going to talk about the future of magic in mm-hmm. paper and digital. Yeah. So this this comes because Grand Prix Oklahoma City happened last weekend. How many players were it? Three three fifty. Yeah, it was pretty low. It was three in the three hundreds. Yeah. Three like yeah. it was under three fifty. I want to say three forty seven. Yeah, or something like that. Which is just a 
abysmal. That is almost unbelievable how small like, that is. This time last year, if there was one that was 800, you would have said it was tiny. Yeah. And I think Grand Prix Oklahoma City last year was modern. So modern was more popular, of yeah. course, than standard last year, I would, you know, generally say. And it was like 1,400 players. Wow. So 1,100 players. That is a big drop. That's a huge drop. That being that's said. That's like a completely... It's that's wild. We just reported the week before this on a Grand Prix, a legacy Grand Prix held in Europe, which had more than a thousand players. Yeah, that was something like fourteen hundred, I yeah. want to say. So that seems to be doing fine. They yeah. have fewer GPs, so it makes sense that they would have more people come to the fewer number of them. Yes. And legacy of a popular GP format. Yeah. Because you don't get to play at a lot of other places. Right. And this was standard that yeah. happened in Oklahoma City. Just Sky Fires took down the whole event if you're curious. Um but like 3 300 and then people saying that PTQs held at this event had like 30 players or less at that. Yeah. Which is also just so so small. Mm -hmm. Um what do you make of this? It's it's a trend that we've seen throughout the end of this year. Yeah. Um, as they've changed their organized play structure around these things. And, like, it's just, it's wild to me how quickly it happened. It does seem very fast. Yes. So fast that people were just like, but I think at the same time, I think a lot of people feel like they're taking that cue from Wizards. They're sort of like, oh, they've shown that they're not as invested in making this happen. So why should I be invested in going to it? It's a good point. Uh, also, entry fees have gotten higher. Yeah. Uh, over time, Channel Fireball now has the monopoly on producing these yeah. events too, which I don't know if that plays into anything at all. Um, and right, like competitive top tier events now, the money is in arena. Yeah. Right. And and pushing that. And Command Fest DC was happening this weekend. That's true. So like if you are a person who prefers to go, if you were going to Grand Prix, which so many people were to participate in really fun side events um, and cool stuff like different kinds of commander pods. Yeah. Then, like, why would you go to a GP when you have this alternative option that's specifically about what you want to do? Right. That's a great point, too. Yeah, I don't know. I guess for me, the news is a little bit scary is kind of how I would characterize it for me because yeah. I, like, love paper magic. And we've been assured from Wizards of the Coast that paper magic is not going anywhere. Mm -hmm. But, like, is that always going to be true if these numbers are the way they are? Yeah. I don't know. Somebody on Twitter gave this take, which was... They think that paper is moving more to the casual side of magic. Mm -hmm. So like Command Fest, like the secret lair drops, mm -hmm. uh, like supplemental products, like for Brawl and whatever. Yeah. And competitive is going to shift more into the into arena. arena. And that does seem like a very likely way for things to go. Yeah. Like if you're, if you're looking at the trajectory of magic going forward and how they're shifting around their money, it does seem like that's kind of the direction things are headed. Right. And if you think about casual players, generally where is this happening? Kitchen table, hanging out with your friends. Yeah. Like just, oh, I have these packs. Let's crack them and do something. Or let's play commander or whatever. Yeah. That does seem to be a paper-oriented kind of activity. Yes, exactly. Like I don't know that casual paper would ever go anywhere. No. Because I still talk to so many people in – just that I know in other avenues of my life that happen to, to, to play Magic. And so, of course, we end up talking about it. And they're still playing in ways that are just like, hey, check out my really cool deck. Yeah. Even if it's not Commander, it's like decks that they've made to play against their friends. Yeah, they just, a random collection of cards. Exactly. Or, it's they like, or they're very themed, right? They have, again, kind of talking about the Secret Lair stuff, they have like a Goblins deck that they love playing. Um, and it's like, you know, they and their friend have played enough where like their decks are well balanced against each other. Um, and stuff like that. And so it's like that and those people, I don't ever want to, like, I would say like, Hey, if you want to play more and you don't always have people to play with, like, sure. Download arena. You'll have some fun there, but it's never going to replicate the reason why you're playing this game. Exactly. Which is that you're enjoying hanging out with your friends. Right. And I remember being asked this question a few years ago, would you have started playing magic if it had been digital only? No, absolutely the answer not. was absolutely not. Yeah. I would not have. Um, at this, you know, now that I've been playing in paper, sure. Yes. I'm, I love arena. Exactly. I love playing digital magic, but it took me, I was playing paper magic probably a solid year before I was regularly playing magic online. The reason I played magic was not necessarily because of how good the game was. That is certainly part of it, but it was because it was a social activity. Yeah. You go, you hang out with your friends in a store. You're there together being human beings, playing face to face. That was the main reason. Yeah. 
the game could have been a lot worse and I still would have done it. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. So like, although it was great, it is a great game and that's why we're still doing it. Yes. And that is why we continue to play. Yes. So I don't know. I guess I'm just a little worried, but I, I definitely get worried about like, what are, I look at those numbers and I ask myself, what are Grand Prix going to look like this time next year? And is the answer they're not around anymore? Yeah, I mean because at three at three hundred and fifty people, that's not a thing that you can keep doing. And you know now we've got the players tours happening as the premier paper events mm-hmm. uh, coming up for the twenty twenty season. Um, and what is coverage going to look like for those sorts of things? Yeah, you know because Wizards has, has said they're covering them, but I can't imagine it'll be on the scale of an arena event. Yeah, um, and. What's going to happen if fewer people go to these GPs and qualify for these player tours events or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, is it just going to fade away into nothingness and paper only becomes the realm of the casual? Yeah. I don't know. Which would, like, I think that that's, you know, ultimately at the end of the day, like, that's, I'm, I'm glad that there are so many invested casual players. But I wonder if there's people that, right, tons of casual players are also in some degree, not all of them, but many of them in some degree aspiring competitive players or they still have a competitive edge. And I wonder if like, for me, I don't know that I would have had a, as much of a draw to magic if there wasn't that competitive element to it. Oh, I love the competitive element. So part of me wonders, it's like, Hey, you're, you can look at this and be like, Oh, casual is flourishing in magic in paper magic. So like why, why press on competitive paper magic? Like why worry about it? And it's like, well, you don't know how many of those casual players got to that place where they are because at some point they were interested in the competitive realm. It's not mutually exclusive, yeah, which exactly. I think sometimes it's easy to think about putting these people in two separate boxes and yes. leaving them there. But that certainly wasn't the case for me. Yeah. And I think that there's a problem to, if you want to treat them like they're the same because they're not. There is a bonus to having competitive be arena only. And that is, there is no way to cheat. Yeah. Um, which I think is something, you know, like people worry about a lot on the internet (laughs) or whatever. Um, and so that, I'm just going to say that is something Mm -hmm. there are of course drawbacks with that, with the client working, always working properly and all these other kinds of things. But, um, I'll just throw that out there. Um, right now we can't play very many formats on arena. Yeah. So maybe in the future that'll change. Maybe they'll get to pioneer on it at some point. Who knows? And I do wonder like what happens to, what happens to modern? I think modern is going the way of the dino. Yeah, I agree. And like you just introduced Pioneer. Like what's going to happen with Pioneer if you don't have Grand Prix where people can play it? Yeah, it, it, no one will have a a real reason. I don't think. Because there's a difference between playing casually and people do invest a lot of money in commander decks that they really love. But like who's going to invest in a modern deck if you don't? Like, if you don't have a place to play that deck. Yeah, I don't know. I'm worried, like, because I've got my beautiful Boggles deck. Yeah, you love that Boggles deck. I love it. And some people are like, you should just sell it. And I'm like, (gasps) a modern deck is like the first deck that I ever completely finished and owned on my own. I could never sell it. Yeah. I just couldn't. It's been a labor of love for me, foiling it out and making it beautiful over the years. Exactly. And, like, I remember still, like, I remember getting, like, prize like prize tickets at a GP side event and going and I like bought a stomping ground with it because yeah like I wanted one for my deck yeah um for my yeah for my Valakut deck and it's like what happens to that I never would have gone through that process I never would have had fun with that if it if it weren't that I wanted to play modern one of my favorite events in magic everybody knows this is pre-release day Mm -hmm. and like I play it on arena. Sure, I do. But there is absolutely nothing that can replace me going to a store and playing it. Yeah. So, my God, don't take that from me, please. Exactly. So, what we're saying, go out and play at your local store or play with your friends. Yeah. Or organize a hangout at your local store where you're going to play with your friends. Right, exactly. It'll be be great. So, yeah, eyes out on the future. If you have any thoughts on this, we would love to hear them. Yeah. What you think will happen, what you think should be prioritized moving forward in magic, please tweet at us at GLHF Magic uh, and let us know what you think. Mm-hmm. Use the hashtag Magic2020, yeah. which is probably, you know, the set that's coming out next year, but don't worry about don't it. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs>
Okay, everybody, uh, it's time to say thank you to one of our other sponsors, Ultra Pro, who sent us this beautiful box. Yes, if you're watching the video, you can see this beautiful, enormous box that they sent us that we were not anticipating. I don't know what it could we be. We did know seven pounds of dice were coming, and we are very <laughs> excited to have our seven pounds of dice. Absolutely. Oh, man. Uh, but this is a set of the <gasps> Secret Lair Playmats. Cool! These are eight beautiful playmats, um, and they're a beautiful, like, lovely tubes. They're all... I don't even want to take them out because they're, like, so nice they and look happy so nice. in their homes. Um, this one's... Here's the Goblins one. But look at this. Oh, Isn't that glorious? It's so... That one's so cool So this is from spooky. the Dredge uh, Secret Lair drop. Yes. Um, and... Oh. If you need some beautiful alternate art playmats, consider Amazing. these from Ultra Pro. Yes. They look incredible. They look so good. And again, I know we keep saying it, but like, honestly, if you are holiday gift shopping, these are gorgeous. Yeah. This, here's the Bitter Blossom one oh, with the little fairies, the little creepy. These are spooky fairies. <laughs> spooky. But they're also pretty. They're like pretty and spooky, pretty spooky. Great. That is um, where I'm always trying to hit. Yes. Uh, but So like go out. Go out and pick yourself up one of these. Yeah, highly recommend. They're so cool. Ultra Pro, um, great. Yeah, maybe you, you were like, hey, I don't want any of these secret layers. Like, not all the cards are for me, but some of these alternate arts are really cool. Oh, I love the And now arts. you can get them just on a playmat if that's your jam. Ultra Pro. that's our episode for this week thank yeah. you so much for hanging out with us for another week uh next week is going to be our crimbies episode the so make sure to head over to patreon.com slash glhf magic and become a patron before that time so i will be forced to wear a santa suit go put it on put put it on make put, me put it put on the internet on <laughs> So that Maria will put a Santa suit on. But yeah, it's uh, it's super wonderful to have people supporting the show because you are the reason it happens. It could not yeah. happen without you. Despite the fact we have wonderful sponsors, you are the main sponsor of the show. It's so true. So we really um, need you and your assistance. And thank you so much if you're already a supporter of the yeah. show. Thank you as well to our those wonderful sponsors during this holiday season, especially Ultra Pro and Card Kingdom. Wonderful places to go if you are looking for gifts for that magic person in your life. And you know what? Have a good week, everybody out there. Yeah. Happy Tuesday. Have a great week. Just do it. Just, you know, we, Make hope, your it's a, week great. we hope it's a good one. We really do. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs>